Welcome to the In All Jest podcast. I'm Daryl, your host, and each week I take you on a hero's journey. I leave my safe, normal world and face many obstacles on my quest to publish not just one, but six epic fantasy novels. I hope you'll come along for the ride. You can find out more information at kingdarrell.com forward slash podcast. Talandra. Talandra rose from her bed feeling older and colder this morning than she had for quite some time. What sleep she had managed had been fitful. That wasn't unusual. Sleep wasn't something she got a lot of. She was receiving a feeling she couldn't get a grasp on. Nothing she could put it down to, but there was something wrong. Her senses knew it, and she'd lain awake much of the night trying to get a bearing on what it was. Remembering that today was the council meeting for the court, she sighed a little. The meetings were an effort at the best of times, but having a tired mind before it started was not going to help her. She grabbed a woolen poncho draped across her bed end and slipped it over her head, letting it wrap her in its warmth. There was a knock at the door, and Milfred let himself in, carrying her morning chai and some water. Hello, mother. I heard you were awake and thought you might care for this in here. Milfred, how on earth do you do that? I've been up not more than a few minutes, and yet you have a hot drink ready for me. It's just my way, mother. You are up early today, a busy day ahead. He had always refused to call her Talandra to avoid his stutter. I can't say I slept that much at all last night, she replied. Something seems to be on my mind and I can't work it out. Talandra held the warm cup between her hands and blew across the mug before sipping lightly on the tea. I think I'll take my breakfast in here this morning. I'd like some time to myself to clear my head. Milfred nodded and headed out in his shuffling gait, shutting the door behind him. I don't know how he does it, the little imp, Talandra thought, laughing under her breath. Most people were little imps to her. When you were well over seven foot tall, the height could be a curse and a blessing wrapped in one. She sipped some more of the chai, hoping it would warm out the cold feeling she had worn all night. The chai was the greatest thing she had found in a very long time. It was a souvenir from Satama, where she had found a unique tea room in the back of an import-export shop. They sourced the tea from across the Western Sea. The brewers would reveal nothing more than that, and the unique combination of spice and tea was far superior to anything else she could find here on Daratan. She took another sip, letting the aromas creep up her nose and the liquid roll down her throat, warming as it went. Sitting in her room, Talandra tried to work out what she was feeling. That was the problem with the visions she received. They came to her like puzzles. Often they came over many days in a series of impressions or images, and she had to put them together to make sense of them. This feeling was different. It felt sad and frightened more than anything else. She would have to wait until she received more before she understood it, she guessed. There wasn't anyone else in the college that had more experience with the premonitions that she could dis discuss hers with, and much of what she received had to be kept private. At times, she wondered if she should journey to the tellers. Could they teach her how to use her skill better? 
The meeting today would start after the middle day meal and drag on late into the evening. They were the part she liked the least about her role. Having to make the final decisions didn't come easily to her. Most of the time, she wasn't sure she was the right person to do that. Where she could, she let the vote unfold and avoided adding her own vote as the decision was already made. She knew the court was the only way they could manage what Anderwell had become. The circuit was a thriving enterprise in its own right, and there were too many parts for it to be managed by just one person. That didn't change the feeling of dread she got before each monthly meeting. Once her chai and breakfast was finished, she made her way to her office on the ground floor. Milford had read her mind again and started the fire in there. Any chill the room would have had was mostly gone now. Her desk was covered in papers and several open books. The books readily drew Talandra's attention. Research was her favourite thing. The larger of the two tomes was a book of crude maps. Map books had become a popular trend. A new group of cartographers were trying to outchart each other. The competition didn't always make for better quality, though. Her experience on the circuit told her how good the cartographer was, and this particular edition was one she liked for how close it was to her memories of the areas it covered. Reluctantly, she closed it and its companion and moved them to a side table. The reports about the college in front of her had to be ready for the meeting, and poring over maps wouldn't help finish them. A rap on her door grabbed her attention. Come. Milford opened the door and stepped into the office. Will you want to take lunch in here today? Talandra pondered it for a moment, looking back at her desk. Yes, I think so, Milford. I'm not ready for the meeting yet, and I might have to work through and eat as I go. He nodded. Will you need anything else then? I'd like to start preparing things for the meeting. I'll be fine, Milford. You have enough to do today and I won't be moving from here. He left the room without another word and quietly closed the door behind him. Talandra looked back at the list of students she had been reviewing. The college still amazed her. Some days she couldn't believe the world she now lived in and the good she knew they were doing. All of these students would have been lucky to survive on their own, cast out by their families or towns. Here in Anderwell, they all had a place, and for the special few amongst them, maybe even more. There was little to report on about them, so she moved on to the issue she was facing with the growing numbers they were trying to teach. They might have to change how things would work moving forward, and that always stirred up the meetings. Talandra As Talandra reached the bottom step, she could hear raised voices coming from the entrance to the map room. She hurried along the corridor, and as she turned the last corner, could see Lionel and Biantic kneeling beside Milford. What happened? She struggled to control the tone of her voice. Lionel stood up and turned to her. He's okay now. He had a little incident with the door. What do you mean with the door? I was finishing setting up m m Mother and dropped one of the candles. As it rolled toward the door, I reached out to stop it. I must have gotten too close. Milford pushed himself up and slowly stood. You know the door is protected, Milford. I know, m Mother. I didn't try to go in. I just reached out to stop the candle. Talandra could see the concern about what had happened on his face. She put her hand on his shoulder. Do you feel okay? He nodded. A little foolish, but luckily I was just thrown backwards against the wall. Well, that's a lesson I hope you won't need to learn again. 
no one without the ring can enter here. Hopefully you won't suffer too many bruises. We can finish off here. You go and rest your body. No, my job is to guard the stairs while you meet and fetch what you need. I can do that. You sure? Yes. Please don't worry about me. Talandra patted him gently on the back and turned to the others. All right, let's get inside and set up. We have a lot to cover. Lionel and Bianca gathered candles and cups from the table Milford had set up outside the map room. Talandra picked up her leather fold and grabbed one of the large water jugs. The room was dark and still. A faint glow came from the small blue lights in the centre of the room. Lionel began placing candles into the eight recesses around the large, oval wooden table. He left the room and came back in with a lit taper and set the candles alight. Talandra looked at the large table as it became visible. She always marvelled at how the huge piece of wood had been placed here. It had been, clearly been cut from the base of a massive tree. It would have taken many people to move it and to smooth the surface. As she placed her papers on it, she ran her finger along the outline of the map carved into it. If any of the new breed of cartographers could see this map, their minds would burst. She looked at the tip of Descari, where she sat, and her eyes wandered up to the cluster of blue lights over Anderwell. Not only was the map of Daratan intricate and detailed, whatever magic directed their society showed the location of each of the ring wearers. The five of them who were based here in Anderwell were all clumped together on the map, making the light bigger and bolder. She looked up as Tule came into the room. Good afternoon, colleagues. Bientek hurried over and embraced her. Hello, Tule. I always miss seeing you when you're buried in your numbers. The lead up to these meetings is always a busy time, Bientek. The days just disappear. Can we finish bringing everything in while we wait for Juntha? Talandra asked. It's all done, mother. They can just settle in, Lionel answered for them. Tule unhooked herself from the bursting satchel over her shoulder. It took her several goes to hoist it up onto the table above her. Once she appeared satisfied it wasn't going to fall, she climbed up into her chair and shuffled the cushions there so she could easily reach the table. Talandra leaned back in her chair and let her eyes run over the line of masks on the far wall. There were lamps at either end and they cast a sombre light over the exact likenesses of the members of their court who were no longer with them. She settled on the face of Ninato, her mentor. Ninato had been such a strong leader who everyone respected. Talandra could only wish she had half of her talent. The disease that took her from them had been cruel. Over several years her body had slowly shut down on her until she was unable to breathe. They could never find a cause or a cure. I wish you were here to help me, Nati. There's so many things I don't understand. The last of the group hurried into the room. A man of some age, his long silver hair parted exactly in the middle of his head, with both sides flowing down to his waist. Am I the last? he asked a little breathlessly. Yes, Juntha, Lionel said. Sorry for that. Juntha pushed the door closed with his only hand. While no one could physically get into the room, what was discussed was for no one else's ears either. The solid wooden door sealed tightly into its frame, blocking any sounds from leaving. As Juntha sat, Talandra quickly looked about the group assembled, raised her bauble and tapped the table three times. The sound echoed around the hushed room. Court is now in session.
Hard to believe it's been another month already, chirped Lionel while tamping his pipe. It truly is, Lionel. It does feel that time is speeding up. As soon as I feel like I've finished my work from the last meeting, I seem to be preparing for this one. Delandra finished shuffling the papers in front of her. Juntha, did you want to run through the notes from last time before we move on to the reports? He was sitting furthest away from her on her right and nodded as he lifted a sheet of paper. There were only a couple of items that I haven't already heard back on. The first of those was to do with the missing funds from Vitus. Any word, Tule or Lionel? They showed up about a week after our last meeting, correct, Tule? Tule shuffled through her notes and nodded. Yes, that's correct. I have them as received. What was the reason for the delay? Talandra queried Lionel. Nothing more than the weather, from what I can tell. It's the first time that courier has been behind, so I don't have any other concerns. But I will be monitoring them over the coming runs. They are new to this area, so hopefully it's just about adjusting to the new routes. Junta looked at Talandra. Settled then? Talandra looked around the table. Does everyone agree? The others all nodded back at her. The last matter related to your questions about our security here in Anderwell, Mother. You raised questions about who was overseeing the guards and their training. Tule, do you have an update on that? I do. Did you want me to answer it now or as part of my report? If you've got it in, covered in your report, we might as well leave it in there then. Lionel put his paper down, lining up the sheets perfectly, tapping them multiple times to make sure they were all neat. He took his pipe out of his mouth and set to lighting it. I'll start like usual then. Talandra looked down at her top sheet. The college. We still only have the two prospects. There doesn't seem to be much change there, but at the moment that shouldn't cause us any concern. Are they ever likely to be ready? Bientek's head twitched as she spoke, her ticker constant whenever she spoke to others. Are they real prospects or just the best hopes we think we have? I'm not sure what you mean. Talandra felt a little annoyed by the question. Being the most recent person to take the audition, I feel like I have a good understanding of what it was like to be a prospect. To me, I knew I was ready. I knew I was the one. The last word was shouted, not by choice, but as a part of how her mind and body dealt with her condition. Do either of the prospects seem so confident? Not all of them are as bold as you were, Biantic. And to be honest, I don't know the answer. I'd be more concerned if we have to run an audition. But as we don't, I feel like we don't need to worry too much about them at this point. My point is that if we have to give up resources to train them, if they are unlikely to ever be right, perhaps we should put them out to work and use the teachers more productively. She placed her hands firmly down on the table in front of her as she finished, her head flipped, making the movement even more dramatic. Talandra always felt a little attacked by Biantic, but knew it was mostly because she came across as aggressive. She was working on practicing to not take it so personally and see through the manner of Biantic's delivery to the message underneath. Does anyone else feel the same way? The table was silent for a moment or two. Lionel exhaled a cloud of smoke and spoke up. I understand Biantic's point, and to a degree share it, but for now I think we've other things to deal with. I don't feel we need to decide now. No one else spoke up. Juntha, record Biantic's concerns and I'll consider them prior to the next meeting. She took a deep breath. Our patrons are all fulfilling their roles. We have another season before I'd consider looking for any changes amongst them. In the Gleeman, we have a full class of those who've returned from the circuit. Nothing much to report there. They're using their season off the road to refresh their routines. 
Talandra took a large sip from her cup, allowing anyone time to speak up if they had questions. Our trainees are being sorted as usual, depending on what classes they show an affinity towards. I have a concern about a couple of the teachers we have. I feel like one or two of them are probably at the end of their time. I need to spend some time visiting their classes to settle on my decision. That means I'll need your help, Lionel, to select the replacements from the current circuit. Lionel nodded, but drew back in on his pipe and didn't reply. I'm very excited about the hospitality section. It's going a lot better than I expected at this stage, and it's going to open up a number of new possibilities for us. Better food at our meetings? Biantic laughed as she said it. Funny, B. The options for us to place people in kitchens, farms, and the like is going to allow us much greater insight into what is happening. I am glad we did it. The numbers are small, and it will dissipate our numbers when we send the first batch out. There's a fool's card due soon. Maybe that will provide some new likely candidates. Junta looked up from his note-taking. That's helpful. I think it's going to take some time to get the numbers to the level we need. Think about the scale. If we were to just put one person in every major kitchen across Daratan, it could take us years to get the right people. No one else added a comment. Talandra continued, I'm starting to think about looking at our current crop of trainees and seek to move some of them. We've been so focused on our gleam in, we're bursting at the seams throughout that part of the college. This brings me to the last matter, which is space. There's no capacity for us to fit in any more trainees within the Gleeman section of the college. And in fact, the college as a whole is running out of room. Any ideas about how to handle this? Do we need to keep taking on so many, Tule asked. Everyone we train costs us double of someone who works around the city. We need more people working, not just at school. It makes sense to move people into hospitality if that's short on numbers. I second what Tule asks. Do we need to keep adding so many new trainees? From my perspective, the circuit is full, and I can't see me fitting anyone new in for a year or more, so perhaps we need to start restricting them to only those who show some special talent. If you look around the city, you can see it's suffering. Sorry, Tule, but it is. Why not put more to work there? And what of our guards? Weren't we going to bolster them? Biantic shuffled around in his seat as she spoke. Okay, hold on, that's multiple things all at once. Can we stick to the topic? Talandra raised her voice a little. So what are you proposing then, mother? Jantha quietly asked. That we move people out of the trainees and into hospitality, or if the need's there, elsewhere as well. Jantha stretched out his neck and back and spoke a little louder. All in favour then? Everyone at the table said, aye. Passed then. Good. I'll work out specifics then with you, Tule, about what you need, and I'll start bolstering the other group as well. I'll defer the discussion about the guards to her as well. That's all I've got for you all. Talandra pushed her notes away and sat back in her chair. Thanks for listening to this chapter of the In All Jest podcast. For the show notes and more about this podcast, visit kingdarrell.com forward slash podcast. You can contact me through that site and find me on Twitter at I reckon. If you enjoy the show, please tell others, share my posts, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. Till next time.